0: We gonna help you get your head right. Prepare to fight, pay attention It ain't easy to comprehend what we speaking at first If you ain't never had nobody Come and speak to your word You ain't worthless, just your purpose is laying dormant And what we have to offer you May seem a bit foreign, it's important That you get it, imperative you feel it Time to focus on the bigger goals Mind, body, and spirit, so let's Break it down, my people come gather around. It's time to break free, no longer will We be bound by these Generational curses and circumstances We only moving forward, progressing major advancements see nothing that we in is facetious you gotta see yourself the same way the savior sees us he came down from his throne room to free us you, you you know we had to cap it off with jesus edge life you're too close to the ledge we gonna push you forward a few steps ahead it's that edge life. Oh. Gotta
1: get
0: it in your head welcome to the edge life Get too close to the ledge Hey, hey, Don't get too close to the
2: ledge Don't
1: don't ever get too close to the ledge, you know what I mean? You might fall off You you may very well fall off if you get too close to the ledge That's why they're with the edge life today, you know what I'm saying? That's
2: right, right, we're giving you the edge so you don't fall off the ledge
1: (laughs) What is going on good people? It is another Sunday, fun day, edge life Y'all know what it is This is like episode twenty. I don't know. I think twenty one, twenty two, out I, I all I know is that we have been faithful and consistent and coming every single Sunday at eight o'clock and just faithful sharing.
2: For the Come on, sing it. Mm, I felt
1: that in my Shana <laughs> right there, right? So so literally we we just we're having a good time with oh, this. Yeah. We're having a good time with this, just being able to share, literally from our heart, share with you all. Um and speaking of sharing. Yeah. Speaking of sharing, listen. Go
2: ahead and share. That go ahead out. and share this
1: out. <laughs> if you have not already shared this out Aww. on your uh, social media, please click the share button right now. If you're listening to us via uh, um, podcast, whether it's uh, uh, iTunes, Apple Play, Google, Play, whatever, look if, if share it out. Somebody may need to hear what in the world's going on yeah. today. So we, we really really would appreciate it. Talk about it. We're gonna talk about it today, right? Talk about it. You, you know, and, and and speaking about talk before we before we talk about it, let let's let's give a big shout out to the Blands because everything bland is they are bland new. they are bland. Hey, new. Hey, hey. They are bland. <laughs> T- tell them about the Blands. Tell them about the Blands. What, what's what's going on so- with them?
2: Chloe and Justin, um, they got married on yesterday hey, hey, despite hey. the pandemic. Yay. Despite the pandemic, they endured. They endured. Yes, so we did. go to church with them, crossover, crossover church. ATL. ATL. Um, shout out to the 404. That's right. So, yes, they got married on yesterday, and we got to be a part of that big day as um, Philip officiated the wedding, and they they both have big families. Yeah, yeah. And so we just felt right at home. We always feel home with the Blands. Kai just loves Justin and Chloe. (laughs) They were awesome. They sent a special message. But it was really great to just um, enjoy that day, and it was at Stone Mountain Park.
1: Yep. That was the first time we had ever been to Stone
2: Mountain. It it was, like, legit. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. been in Georgia for a hot minute, but, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We had a first yesterday. Right. And, uh, we had many a first on yesterday. We did. You know, pandemic we did. weddings. That, and, but it was really great, and we got to hang out with all their friends mm-hmm. and get to to meet them. And we, yep. lo- we ended up loving their family and friends just as much as we love them. So <laughs> um, even though Daniel said, we didn't look that old. That's the, whatever that whatever was supposed that means, to mean. right? Yeah. When that we said old, we have a son your age, and he said, "Well, you don't look that old, <laughs> so we must look old, but, but not that, that old. old." Right, right, right. Yeah. I bet you. But I'll that's bet you. okay. I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I, I'm I'm good I with think. it
1: also. We we can still connect. You know, we still had a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still
2: good. So we had a you know a, an awesome weekend, and um you know busy. Busy weekend as always. That's but right. It was it was great fun. So we really enjoyed it. So shout out to the Blands. That's right. Y'all show them some love in the in the comments. Hey, you know, give them some words of wisdom. Maybe
1: I, I like that in, in the comments. Give, give me- the Blands some words of wisdom for right. um, a brand new. A um, bland marriage, new marriage. A bland new marriage, right? <laughs> go go ahead and give them some um some some wisdom, especially those of you who who may have been married for a good a hot minute. Go in, in the in the comments right there. and Yeah, give them my, my some comment words. to
2: them yesterday was to just um enjoy the journey and not so much worry about the destination, right. but to just you know stop and smell every rose along the way. Because sometimes we're in such a hurry to get where uh, we, sometimes we don't I even don't know, even know. Right? But just to in, enjoy it and enjoy each other and. Um, in this walk with, um, God and each other in their marriage. So,
1: yeah. And, and I, my I, I, I really believe that was, um, excellent ad- advice for nice. them because I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, um, uh, many times, especially in marriage, you know, we're so busy doing, we're so busy going. We're so busy trying to reach something that we don't even know that we're trying to reach, you know, and then children come along. <laughs> you know, that was before that was pre-children, but then children come, come along and then you're so busy chasing, you know, your children's dreams and, and doing, oh, why are you tapping me on my shoulder?
2: We, we didn't have marriage pre-children. Just keeping it all the way 100.
1: We'll talk about that in another episode. We'll talk about that in another episode. Just saying,
2: y'all. <laughs> We've been redeemed. <laughs>
1: Come on, somebody! I feel so it. So
2: God can redeem even that's when, right. you, when you mess up. That's
1: right, that's right. But
2: clean up what I messed
1: up. Y'all see what I did? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, this, this is this is smile. what I deal with every yes. single day. I do it for you. I do it for you. What is going on, Melinda Perez? She hey, says, Melinda. "Hey Edge Live, hey Melinda." I I'm hoping Melinda has found her ring light. And her stand. I know today she has been looking for a ring light and a stand. She's, she's definitely going next level with, with all, right. all of the things that she's doing online. If anybody has a coupon that they can share with Melinda, please throw it in the comment section so Melinda can get that. Because I, I know that that would definitely come in in handy. High five, Melinda. Boom. I'm high five in you. High five you. There you go. There you go. There you air go.
2: Five. Air five. Air hugs. <laughs> I'm about tired of all this air stuff. You,
1: you ready to Except like? Except for breathing it. Well, we do I, need to breathe it. We do am, need to breathe it. With breathing the air. Th- that would that would definitely yes. be a good thing. And
2: Air Jordan.
1: I love Air Jordan.
2: Man, last dance.
1: Tonight is the last Tonight. episode, right?
2: I believe so. Right. I
1: I, I am so looking forward to the. I'm last I'm not looking two. forward to
2: the last two.
1: I, I need to see them. Like, I mean,
2: I need to see them, yeah. but it's been like this is what we've been doing on yeah. sundays after the podcast. Yeah. We leave out of here, we get ourselves ready and sometimes we don't like fall asleep in between, but sometimes we do. But anyways. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: So so let me let me say this. We we started last week um a series that we called the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. and um, initially we were just gonna do one week of the elephant in the room, and we just started, you know, talking and sharing about the elephant in the room because of some experiences that we've had um, over the past week or so, and you know, some things that that have been touching people and in a certain way, like like really. Um, but then after last week, we got so many comments from people reaching out to us, you know, asking us different questions, saying different things. We we thought it would be smart and wise to to come and and share another week from this subject that we're calling The Elephant in the Room. And for those of you who did not have an opportunity to watch last week, last week we kind of opened up and started talking about this thing called race mm-hmm. and and race for us was the big elephant in yeah. the room um we did talk about it from a different perspective though and and we'll yeah. we'll share a little bit more about that here here shortly but but as we started um with all the the uh, Ahmad Aubrey stuff that's going on down in South Georgia it kind of pulled the Band-Aid off of some wounds that, that were not quite healed. I know for me personally, and, and I'm certain for so many people around the country, um, but it, it also opened the door for us to have some healthy dialogue and to have some conversation. Last week was not a, all about Ahmad, even though we did no. we did speak about Ahmad and, and a yeah, lot about Ahmad, and, and that's still going on, but...
2: I think that was kind of just the icebreaker.
1: Right, right, right. And, and it, 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 it was a big icebreaker for sure, us, you sure. know? Sure, sure. Um, you know, this week I, I want to continue taking us a, a step further, but I, I want to talk about something that that um, goes untalked about, particularly in 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 the church. And um, you know, as as pastors, um, we we've had the opportunity to see this from from many many different angles. But um, I'll I'll never forget um, when Carrie and I first got got married. Obviously, as an interracial couple, um, yeah. You think, right? No. Surprise, you all. If you did not know, I'm black and she's white. <gasps> she's white. Right? I didn't know Wow, this. wow, wow. So, um, shut <laughs> up. My
2: whole world is shattered.
1: See what I deal with, y'all. So, one of the things that we had to deal with, though, especially when when we got married, which we didn't really think about it, was <laughs> was like church and 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 how do we how do we do this thing called church. Because, you know, every church that we see going up and down the street on the bottom of the marquee, it has this, this saying on the bottom of the marquee. What does it say?
2: Everyone welcome. Everyone welcome. But but Not. what
1: but what we found out was that maybe people, maybe they didn't think that all the way through because even though we said everyone welcome on the bottom.
2: There was a disclaimer in really small print that you can't read when you're driving down the road. mm you yeah. can only get a copy of that when you go inside. When you go inside, right?
1: <laughs> and, and when when you go inside, that's where you see. And y'all,
2: we're not trying to step on any toes. Like we're just keeping it all the way real from
1: our perspective,
2: our, ex- our experience. That's right. So that's yeah. right.
1: So so for us, you know, many times what would happen is as we would go <laughs> to to church, um, we would walk in, and you know, you would get this half smile, like, "Wow, oh, oh, okay." And then, as we would walk in, people didn't really know what to do or how to take us, right? So, when we went to, to churches that were predominantly um, more in, in the hue of my wife, um, you know, they would look at me some kind of way. Intentively, oh, me too. Or, uh, yeah, well, well, after they looked at you, well, they looked at you hard, then they looked at me, then they looked at you, then they looked at me, right? But, but, but then when we would go to churches that were more inclined with 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 my hue, they would look at me crazy and then look at you crazy and look at me crazy and then look at you crazy. But all in all, no matter where we went, everybody still did smile, everybody still was friendly, but there was a feeling no <laughs> for, no. for the most part, for no. the most part, no. You, don't, you wouldn't no, say they were friendly? No. All right, well, you, let's talk about it. Let's talk about
2: no, it. No, not friendly.
1: Okay, what What? What was your no, experience?
2: not where folks are friendly. No. <laughs> no, first of all, let's just rewind. Okay. Because we had to have the story, uh-huh. or, or not the story, but the conversation. Mm-hmm. Do we go to a white church or do we uh, go to a black church? Yeah. Because you know what? <clears throat> there ain't no such thing as a gray church. <laughs> We, yeah. couldn't we, we couldn't find a great church. We
1: couldn't find a great church anywhere.
2: And since we couldn't find a great church anywhere, we decided to plant a great church.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, and and we did plant a great church. We did plant and, a great church, and it, it was amazing. in planting a great church, even even though, just honestly speaking, I don't necessarily know if we intentionally meant to plant a great church, but we wound up planting a great church, and then no, I
2: think I think it was intentional because of our experience. I think. I don't think it was so much about race. I right. think it was the feeling of being marginalized. There we go. There we um, go. I that really that. forced us to that gray place. Because, again, it wasn't about black or it wasn't about white. Right. It was about the fact that we could never find a place where we completely felt like we fed in. Yeah. fit in. Fit in. We fit. We fit in. Fe- fit in. So yes. we couldn't find that place where we, both of us, completely felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. Like, we wanted to find a place where we could worship together and both feel equally comfortable. right? Um, and we, we honestly, we tried and never really could find that exact thing. And, right. I, and I think some of it, too, had to do a little bit with maybe our religious background and upbringing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. You know, so me, I was a little, maybe a little bit more conservative initially because I had a Catholic background and mm-hmm. upbringing. And so there were certain things that, I wasn't necessarily comfortable with and right. he might've been a little bit more comfortable with, but that was the thing, you know, like when you go in and you do the scan, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was like, okay, who's going to concede and be the one that's uncomfortable. Right. And honestly it was me most, most of the time.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And you know, that, that was okay. I, I was, I, I guess I was more comfortable in being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, than perhaps Philip was, but we I think we were intentional about people not feeling marginalized. I mean, yeah. we really um, dedicated ministry to making sure that our church that we planted um, and the church that we're currently planning now, uh, Crossover Atlanta,
1: shout out Crossover Atlanta,
2: shout, shout out to the four hundred four and the one or the eight one three because we there got go. one in Tampa too. So come on, somebody. But. The thing is, we wanted everybody to come into the doors and feel the genuine love of Jesus Christ. So that was what was more important than what the color looked like. You know, it didn't really matter what color scheme the crowd was. Mm -hmm. We just wanted everybody to feel comfortable, homeless, um, black, white, brown, um, any hue, you know, gender, um, age. Yep socioeconomic status, mm-hmm. like, it didn't matter. We wanted everybody right. to feel like that was home. And right. so that was important. But, you know, getting back to what you said about everybody was nice. No. Or friendly. You use the word friendly.
1: friendly. Well, let's talk about it because, again, one of I the mean, things were, that we, we, want to, we want to be edgy. So we want to tell them the truth and and bring the elephant to the forefront because that's that's really how we have meaningful conversations.
2: Right. And you would think, like, at the church, like, that's the place where people, you know— the Corinthians be chapter 13. Come on, love. But um, not always. Like, and here, he, he, work. So I want to come from the perspective of, like, beyond finding a church. So as ministers of the gospel and mm-hmm. being invited somewhere,
1: mm-hmm.
2: this was always the thing. People didn't do their research. And so <laughs> they would see him, but then I would show up with him. Right. And they're like,
1: Oh oh, yeah, okay,
2: uh, oh oh,
1: that's how we do it, and
2: so I would get that look like, oh, she's white, yeah yeah, yeah, i'm I'm white mm-hmm. yes, yes, I am, <laughs> I am white, and then, you know, it was like, well, maybe she's maybe she's biracial, maybe yeah. she's mixed, maybe yeah. she's nope, mm-hmm. um all the way white like. White. And I'm okay with that. Right. I'm all the way white. So right. sometimes they wouldn't know what to do with me, um, and I could feel it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So when you say friendly, I I, I didn't get that. Yeah. all the time. Yeah, and, and, and I mean I, they I were would, I they were cordial,
1: right, right, right. They were
2: fairly tactful in most places. Most, but there was some shock factor. And again, he was invited to bring the word of God. Right. So we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> So we're already starting out on a bad note.
1: Right. Right. Is that in the Bible? Come on, somebody.
2: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, yeah. I'm just saying. So the church is not always friendly. Yeah. The the church is not always nice. And you know, if you are leading in a church or you're in ministry, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you so that you can like check yourself. Like right. Because the church needs to be a place where everybody feels like they can go. And yes. that's, you know, that's the problem now. Right. Why do you think people don't come to the church? And why do you think our young people are leaving the church in, in droves. droves? That's right. Look, we use the same word. That's right. If you don't believe us, go look at Barnum. Mm-hmm. Look at the statistics. Mm-hmm. It's telling you they're leaving in droves. Mm-hmm. They were drug babies. That means we drug them to the church. Right. And now they're like, as soon as they get an opportunity yep. to make the choice they're I'm, yep. Out. Yep. I'm out I'm out. The church has nothing for me
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, And so again, the church is not always friendly. Um, unfortunately, I felt more marginalized by the church mm-hmm. than I did the world mm. You know, that. and I had people in the world asking him if he wanted dark meat or white meat yeah. at the Bojangles. And they're like, oh, girl, apparently he, he wants that white, white meat. meat. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is so this real. This is the real out so loud real. stuff that people say. Yeah,
1: This is so real.
2: Th- that's that really happened. Yep. It happened in Virginia.
1: Yep.
2: Um, That was really said out loud. Apparently yep. he wants white meat.
1: Yep. Yep. Mm. yep.
2: So if, if I felt more welcomed by a world that would tell my husband what kind of chicken he likes to eat than the church, I mean, honestly, y'all, I felt very uncomfortable in some places, especially yeah. when we were invited. Yeah. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to also be real with you in certain professional circles. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed in any kind of way of my marriage or anything, mm-hmm. but we both in our minds, you know, were like, uh, are we both good at this? Yeah. Should we both go to this thing? Should we both? Why would you ever ask a husband and a wife, or why would there ever be why a would question? You have to ask,
1: right. Right. Yep. That
2: he should or shouldn't be on my arm anywhere,
1: mm-hmm.
2: professional, social, yep. etc., or vice versa. Right. Because look, it goes both ways. Absolutely, it goes both ways. We have been the source we have been the source or the not the source we have <laughs> been the center
1: there i like center
2: yeah of, of i couldn't think of the right word <laughs> um of ridicule from both black people and white people
1: right right
2: equally mhm I, I wouldn't say that it's more one or the other i'm just you know
1: you know it it's always been so interesting though because you know when, when we would go into these situations, you know, the initial looks or the initial shock. Um, you know, when, when the Lord started moving, um, all of that kind of shifted and, and would change many a times because God would, would literally be be moving in, in the place and it would almost be like a surprise to people, you know. Especially, I know there are certain times where. You know, um, I mean, even something as simple as, you know, you would be asked to to introduce me. Right. And you get up and you begin speaking and the Lord would begin really literally ministering to you and through you before you even got up or before I, I would even get up to, 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 to speak. And literally people were kind of like, whoa, oh. like, like what is going on here? You know what I'm saying? So so I, I'm watching people's minds be expanded and shifted because they're listening to something that they did not expect to come
2: from the package from, from
1: right from, from your mouth. Right. Right. Like specifically from your mouth, though. And
2: I mean, you know, look at the look at the context anyway. So right. religion is already makes the whole context very complicated. You got to negotiate. Right. Everybody's religious plans. Right. And right. agendas. Right. Because everywhere you go is not the same. It might say Mount Olive Baptist Church on both of the kiosks, but they may not, you know, have the same religious agenda on the inside. And so we had to negotiate all these rituals and making sure that we're not offending and Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. all of all of that. And we already like bust the door open already offending just because (laughs) the color of our skin. Right. Just because we came in the wrong colors. Right. So You know, so it was always really complex, but you're right. Once the Spirit of God began to move, you know, He really changed that. And that's why I want to say hey, if you're a minister of the gospel or you're a leader in a church, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you got to stay in the Spirit because there's going to be a lot of things that hit your flesh some kind of way. Right. But that doesn't mean that they're not of God. Right. We're all God's children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're all God's children.
1: She's always we singing. All are precious, She's always singing.
2: Precious in his sight, red, yellow, black, or white.
1: Th- this is what I deal with. But every seriously,
2: day. <laughs> no. But seriously, so let's talk about children. Okay, let's talk about it. So, we have Skittles.
1: Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: and I, I say that that it's n- not, a, not to offend anybody, but all of our children are very different. They all yes,
1: they're different not only,
2: They're different shades, yep. but they're all very different. Yes, they are. You would never, I mean, you would sometimes not know that they came from the south, same household. And I praise God for that because we are so big on our children expressing themselves right. and then being able to talk to us about anything mm-hmm. and um, being able to experience the world and the realness of it. And yeah. We talk about everything, y'all. Yes, we do. And you should with your children. You, you need to be approachable. Mm-hmm. I just saw that sign. The Department of Public Health says, are you an approachable parent? You should. And that's a good thing. Are you approachable parent? You should ask yourself. So we've had many adventures with our children. Yes. And I just want to say, shout out to Tupac. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. <laughs> you mess with my child.
1: That's where And we I got get it from my mama. That's where we got a problem. I get it from my mama. Yeah. I
2: believe my mom went up to St. Pius School.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a religious school now, y'all. She probably went up there in her slippers and her house coat.
1: <laughs> she may
2: not have had on a brazier, but she did have a house coat on. <laughs> And I get that from my mama. Now, don't mess with my children. Don't mess yeah. with my people. Mm-hmm. I really get mama bearish. Yes. Some kind of way about that. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot of ignorance as associated with our children. Yeah. my f- One of my favorites. Are they all yours? Or are they all his? What the what? Like yeah. who asked that? Like. Does anybody else, do two white parents, do, have you ever had somebody come up and ask you if all your children are all are yours? Are
1: or are they his? Yeah.
2: Two black, a, a black husband and a black wife with black children, do they, do they come up and ask you these questions and no. then want to touch your child's hair?
1: Yeah. Don't, don't touch my kid's hair. No,
2: because my child might bite you. At least one of them probably would have at about age three. And some of y'all know which child that was. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know. And then I had somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I'm going, right? I I
1: do. I do. I do. Try
2: to use biology on me.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She she hit the punnet square.
2: Try to do the Punnett square and tell me that my child oh, could not man. be my husband's because oh, my she gosh. has blue eyes. I said, well, you need to take it up with Jesus. That's
1: right. Come on, somebody.
2: Because <laughs> God don't care about no Punnett square. That's right. But my child has blonde hair yep. and blue eyes and he the daddy. Yep. And I it- know that 100%. No shadow of a doubt unless it was another immaculate conception. But if you look at the child face, unless God looked just like this man right here. <laughs> He is the baby daddy. I don't have to go on Maury. <laughs> I don't need a DNA test. Right. She white with his face <laughs> and blonde hair. So if you ever want to know what he's going to look like, if you ever want to change your hair color, oh, you don't, I don't have, have any no hair. I don't have
1: any hair. <laughs> but any serious,
2: hair. no, this was said to me. <laughs> this was said to me. And in the midst of all of that, y'all don't know what people are going through. Yeah. yeah. I literally had almost lost my baby. Yeah. I was having some health issues mm-hmm. and almost lost Saray about three times mm-hmm. um, because of the stress. And you know what the stress was about? It was about racism. Yep. I kid you not. Yep. I was told that I should not be in my position at work because I was not a good example for children because I was married to a black man.
1: hmm. Yep.
2: 2002.
1: Can you handle the truth?
2: This ain't like. 1902, 1920, (laughs) 1942, 2002. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling it. I'm keeping it all the way real. That's right. These things happen. They happen in workplaces. People say insensitive stuff. I've had stuff said about my gender as a woman in leadership. Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. been called honey. I've been called sweetheart. Mm -hmm. That about made me lose it almost as much as the Punnett Square.
1: Yep. What about school?
2: Ooh. So, so you just get me riled up. He's letting <laughs> me tell because he knows. Woo, I'm going to have to go run around. I'm going to have to run around this office a couple of times.
1: We say we talk about the elephant in the roof. So let, let's talk about it. So
2: I think it was kindergarten.
1: Yeah. Yeah. New teacher. The same, same child though.
2: Same child. Yeah. Same child. Same child. Went to school. Mm-hmm. Daddy took her mostly to school because um, when he was home, he could take them to school because mm-hmm. um, he traveled 42 weeks out of a year. Mm-hmm. Out of You know, they're 52 weeks. Mm-hmm. So when he was home, he would take them and take them in, you know, and do the dad thing. He would spend more time with them when he could, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he, he took the same child to school, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed child to school. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the little kids in the kindergarten classroom – started to call your daddy's the N-word.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, my child held it in for I don't know how many days that they were saying this.
1: Mm-hmm. We
2: didn't know your daddy's an N-word.
1: hmm
2: We didn't know, you know. That going,
1: re- remind them of what grade they're in now?
2: <laughs> Uh Kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Five-year-olds, y'all. Yeah. 5 Mm-hmm. Five. My daughter had never heard that word. She didn't even know what that was. didn't know what that, know was. What that was. Yeah. So she held it in because she didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. She had no idea it was a derogatory term for the color of her dad's skin. Mm -hmm. So one day, her teacher and all her infinite wisdom decided um, that when dad dropped her off and she was crying, she was crying because he was black Mm -hmm. and she had allowed this mess To go on in the classroom uh, where other children were using the N word, which my child did not know what it meant. Mm -hmm. The only reason my child was crying is because she was five and she loves her daddy Mm -hmm. and he left her in a classroom Mm
1: -hmm.
2: with apparently a somewhat insensitive, perhaps teacher. I'm not, again, I'm not passing judgment, but that was a really ignorant thing to say. It's okay. You don't have to cry because your dad's black. Who says that? Y'all, this was yeah. said to my child. Yep. My, this same child has been called albino. Yep. They, they have asked my child what is wrong with her. Yep. Um, you know, one of my other children, it was constantly, you got to be like Puerto Rican or something. He's like, no, can you not get it in your head? My dad is black. My mom is white.
1: Right.
2: You know, I don't have anything wrong with being Puerto Rican, but no, really. I am biracial. Right. If you want to say I'm mixed race, I'm mixed race. So please understand this. Yep. But our children have, you know, and, y- you know, it. it's not at first, you know, you think people are being complimentary when they compliment like about their hair, mm-hmm. or you know, and, um, you kind of indulge the curiosity just a tad bit, but then there are people who are just really rude and insensitive about Absolutely. things yep. and, um, it, when it happens to your child, it's just, you know, it's really difficult. In fact, we just had to have a difficult conversation with our oldest son, and it's 2020.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's real. I, I remember also, you know, one of our children, again, with, with school-type things, um, you know, they, they wound up uh, not being invited to a party that everyone else had been in, invited to and um one of the, the the kids who was invited asked the question you know why why our child was not invited and and the response that was given to this parent was oh because you know our child might get into the pool it was a pool party and uh turn the water brown and make it what or make it chocolate milk chocolate yeah yeah, yeah. so this this parent obviously um was appalled went off and um you know was so frustrated by the comment she came to us and and shared with us you know kind of what was said and and what she did and 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 in, in regard to that so when we talk about like these things are are happening even today <laughs> it's it, it's so real you know and, and then when people say things like oh well you know get over it or oh you know race doesn't matter no it it, 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 does. it, it, does. it, it does it it does matter and and we don't want to um, discredit um anybody's race because everybody None. is valuable so so to say oh well, well it doesn't matter I mean we're, we're literally saying that that you don't matter and that's not the case and I know that's not what we mean to do but part of why we're, we're speaking about this today is because we really want to bring the elephant to the forefront and have some real conversations around this topic. I have so many people, so many friends, so many family members who we we all tiptoe around it, right? But we don't have to tiptoe around it. The way that you address it is by asking the question. Sometimes we just don't know. And it's okay That's to okay. ask the question. Like, Love I, I, that. We, we had somebody come to us and they said, um, you know, we, we would hear people say to us, oh, you know, their children are mixed. And we don't like that term. That's not a term that right. we use in, in, our, in our family. Our
2: children are kind of our children are OK with it because I think living more in the South now like that is just more common when um, they were young,
1: though. what did we say? But when they
2: were young, we always told them you're you're biracial. And, and we what, what do we say like, mixed was? Uh, Mix is like peanuts or dogs. Yeah. So, you or are nuts or dogs? Um, and you're not nuts you're not or that. dogs. So right. we always tried to encourage them to, you know, embrace the term biracial. They're right. They're kind of okay with being called mixed but um even that to me it just hits me kind of funny mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like you said it's it's about dialogue it's about dialogue and, and having the I, conversation I don't mind having a conversation with anybody like right. I don't feel like you're being rude or intrusive I, I would rather you ask um you know and I'd rather us just sit and have that than conversation, have the conversation right right then have it come out in some kind of way that it wasn't intended. Right. Especially when, you know, we, we talk about when we talk about race, there there's just this immediate like feeling like you're gonna say something wrong mm-hmm. or you're gonna say something offensive. And that's why literally like we called this the elephant in the room because the only way to eat it is literally one One bite bite at 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 a time. time. And it's going to take conversations like this. It's going to take other people just Mm -hmm. like us or people different than us just talking about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can't ask to be treated with equality when you yourself are not treating another race with equality. So this covers the gamut. So, you know, you know, Black, white, brown, you know, I'll hear my children sometimes make assumptions or right. have stereotypes about other races. And it it literally it like goes through you. Yeah. I, I don't get enraged, but I become very angry yeah. because yeah. I didn't raise them to be that way. Mm-hmm. I want them to embrace every Everybody. race.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know,
2: yeah. every ethnicity. Um, embrace everyone, right? Love everyone. That's mm-hmm. that's what we've been called to do. Mm-hmm um and to ignore any race is to um ignore the fullness or not fully embrace the human race. Right. Right. Because God created each and every one of us.
1: So 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 one thing we want you to do today if you have a question that you have always wanted to ask and just didn't have anybody to ask it to, put it in the comments. Yeah, just our like, comment. Like we I won't put you on the screen, but but we we want to answer and address any comment that that you have. Um, we want to we want to give you an honest answer and an honest response. Um, we will obviously be coming from our experience and our lens, um, but we'll tell you what we've experienced and what it looks like. I don't want you to have to go another day wondering or having the question or saying, "Am I am I uh, being offensive or not?" Like like how do I how do I approach this? So please, if you have a question in the comments feature or in the comment section go ahead and put it down as as we continue um, um talking about the elephant in the room the yeah, elephant in the room
2: and also if if some of you all are having some trouble on um facebook we uh, apologize i don't i know it's a little bit of uh, bad weather here so perhaps it might be um messing with our broadcast just a bit so um please put some questions in the comment section you know we're open to answering Anything,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, while while they're while they're doing that, I, I wanna I wanna go back to this whole concept of of church, right? And mm-hmm. and being able to to be the church, um, the the inclusive um, we of of everybody, right? And um, bringing everybody to to the table and and allowing every gift, every talent, every tool, every race, every color, every gender to to literally be be used and activated inside of of the the um the, the the church right because the truth of the matter and we've heard this said many a times um when we get to heaven he- heaven is going to be completely inclusive it's going to be i mean they're going to be it's going to be all of us there worshiping god together and if we can't figure that out here how in the world are we gonna figure that out when when we get to heaven right like like we can't just start there right we, we we gotta make sure that we get it right even even here
2: yeah i mean it it's imperative that we learn to be together in harmony mm-hmm I mean, it just really is. And like I said before, it's important to just to spend the time that it takes to um, dissipate stereotypes. Mm -hmm. There's been so many times where there was, uh, you could tell, like when we came into a situation that there was such a heavy stereotype Mm -hmm. that was being held. Um, You know, I can remember um, a couple of times going up to school And just being honest, I, I was defensive in some kind of way because I knew there was a certain stereotype, Mm -hmm. something that was going to be expected of the way that I might handle myself or he might handle himself. And then we went and we were different. We got different kind of treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could see, you know, like the whole situation start to kind of diffuse itself, so to speak. Right. You know, and we we've dealt with some kind of difficult situations, you know, Mm -hmm. that that situation at the school with the teacher making that comment Mm -hmm. that, you know, that was dealt with at an administrative level Mm -hmm. um, because we just felt like it was something that was, you know, inappropriate to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we dealt with that. We also dealt with some issues about ethnic hair.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: When Trey wanted to have dreads.
1: Yeah. That that was a big one. That, that was, was. One, you know, and and I, I I know personally I I could not understand why that was such a a huge deal, specifically when you know there were other students who had hair very similar, if you will, to to his or worse, you know, um and and I just couldn't understand in that situation why the issue and why he was the one being pointed out, you know?
2: Right. You know, um, and we really kind of challenged that. Like, how can you say that you can't wear an ethnic hairstyle unless it has something to do with your, your religion. Right. Um, and I just didn't feel like that was um, fair, appropriate. Right. You know, that you had to wear the, I think the comment was something about natural. And I said, well,
1: that is natural. Hold on
2: a second. <laughs> How many of these girls got natural hair color? Like, let's go around and look at some eyebrows, right. and do the color test, right? Right. Because I'm pretty sure who's got perms.
1: Mm-hmm. That's know? not natural.
2: That's not natural. So, you know, you we've had to address some difficult topics, but we've been willing to do them for the sake of not just our children, but for other people, right? You know, to and and I think we have to be willing that we when we see injustice, absolutely. To, to put ourselves it. out there and to address it
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and be okay with that. I mean, you don't have to be. We weren't ugly. Um, we weren't difficult. Right. We were not the negative confrontational. Yes, that's confrontational. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with healthy, respectful, tactful confront. Confrontation. Like, that's the only way sometimes things are going to change. But you have to be willing to put yourself out there to be a change agent.
1: Right, right. I I, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, somebody has to do it, you know. And and I know specifically for us, um, especially as we talk about our children, um, we obviously had a vested interest and reason to to step out there um, as Mama Bear and Papa Bear, right? You're not going to mess with our children. (laughs) But the reality is, you know, we've looked at um you know a situation where we're sitting there saying hey this is 20 fill in the blank we shouldn't still be having and addressing these same conversations
2: yeah and even now with our children who are teenagers and they're beginning to explore like relationships and and things of that nature and it's a little bit like kind of all over the board again they're all different and you know there's already been some hurts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um some things been said um, associated with race and who they might be interested in and um, who they might be interested in dating. And it's just, um, it's sad. And I've also seen the struggles of them trying to find where they fit.
1: Right. Right.
2: In a school setting. Where do I, you know, where do I fit in in the midst of all of this? Mm -hmm. And that's hard to, you know, as a parent, because, They just want everybody like our kids are like the great harmonizers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And they want everybody to just kind of come together because that's how they were raised. Right. And when they don't see that harmonic, that harmonious Mm -hmm. kind of dwelling amongst people it's hard for them.
1: Yeah, I, I would, I would agree. I would agree. Now, the interesting things, even about our children now, and and about many of their friends, I won't say all, but many of their friends, you know, they they have this attitude of, we just like people, right? right. And, and we yeah. just, we just want to see people, and we just want to hang out with with people, and they really don't think much of it for the most part, right? Uh, until it's brought to the forefront again or to, until the elephant rears his head once again. And, and nine times out of ten, it's not the children who are bringing the elephant back out. It's it's parents, yeah. you know, it's, it's grandparents, it's, mm-hmm. you know, cousins and uncles and aunts and things like that. It's not really the kids.
2: Right. No, it's not. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about recently is that, you know, a lot of people – think they're okay with race until somehow race becomes an issue you have to confront in your family, you know, whether it be um, with an interracial relationship or just anything in general, you know, you think you're okay with it until... You're faced with something like you're okay. Oh, that, you know, Oh, that's cool. If they want to be in a racial relationship or, oh, yeah, my, you know, my friends, so and so is, you know, such and such or whatever. But it goes beyond, you know, I have a friend who's brown. I have a friend who's black. I have a friend who's white. When it gets, you know, personal.
1: Right. Right. When it, when it touches your house,
2: when it touches your house, then, yep. then, you know, some people really struggle and they really grapple with how do I really feel? Really feel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but again, you know, it's okay to to. I encourage like I encourage the grappling with right. that. Um, I encourage people to challenge themselves with those thoughts, but do it beforehand. Like, do it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, ask the tough questions. Ask the tough
1: questions again, which is part of the reason why. We're even doing this and bringing these things up because our hope is that if we can bring this up and bring this out, that it can help each of us address it, to mm-hmm. talk about it, to think through it. And and if you have questions, to ask the question and, and get the response that you need to be able to to move forward and, and go forward. Yeah. Um, we've been fortunate, you you mentioned even um, our current church, uh, Crossover Church Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, and Crossover Church Tampa. Um, we've been fortunate to have. Um, leadership who understands the concept of of race values each and every race brings race in every component of what we have going on, um, whether it's leadership, whether it's praise and worship, whether it's children and youth, what what whatever it is, you know, we're, we're making certain that we're representative of all creeds, of all cultures, of all races, and that in and of itself, I tell you, you talk about being able to make people feel welcome when, when when people can walk in and find and see something or someone that they can identify yes, with, that's so big. it changes the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if you go and you look up and all the leadership looks one way, when you walk in and you can't find someone to identify with, it changes the game. And whether people want to say it or not, when they leave, they're having to wrestle with these questions. And, and, and the main question of, am I really welcome here?
2: Right. And, and I don't think it's okay if it doesn't happen organically. Right. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it needs to happen intentionally.
1: That's the right word, though. Right. Being intentional.
2: It may not have, it may not always, you know, diversity may not always happen organically. It should. Mm-hmm. But it needs to happen with intentionality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're open to, ex- you know, exploring and receiving and embracing and, Um, like you value that, like I value the, the differing opinions of people. Yes. I, I value their, their upbringings, their backgrounds, Right. you know, um, I love it. I, I just love culture, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I love learning. And so I, it just, you know, and I love people. And so it just really excites me, um, To be exposed to people who have different backgrounds, um, who don't look like me, who didn't grow up like me. It's so enriching. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that currently at our church that I can really say that I can really get that, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. And to see people just, like, coexisting together. Yeah, yeah. um, And bringing bringing their whole self. Like, unfortunately, sometimes um, in different Places in our life, you know, whether it's at work or wherever it may be, you don't necessarily feel like you can bring your whole self.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that, that's the sad thing when Mm -hmm. you can't feel like you can bring your entire self to whatever situation it is, whether it's work, whether it's church, um, whether it's, you know, just walking around period, you know, when you feel like you can't bring yourself or you feel like you have to be somebody else, that's, that's a big problem. But the good news the good news is I really believe that people, um, for the most part, were getting to a place at least in my circle where people are, are starting to be open to having conversations. You know, um, I think about <clears throat> even, even our experience on yesterday with, with the blands and going to, to their wedding, you know, um, I, I was sharing with Carrie, um, you know, her family was amazing. Chloe's family was amazing. Justin's family yeah. was amazing. Um, you know, even though I was the the only uh person of color there, um, they did not allow me to feel that way, you know, and mm-hmm. they were so welcoming. I remember Chloe's dad. He's like, come on over. Sit down. You know, let, let, let's talk. You know, before I left, he came over to me. He hugged me. This is before we even even left the wedding. You know, I know we're social distancing and everything, but we had hand sanitizer <laughs> and all that good stuff. Right. But but he was so just welcoming and you know her mom and and Justin's mom I mean they were so I like like literally I I, I felt at home because people were open to say come on sit down and be a part mm-hmm. and and that right that was so awesome just it really to was. just to you know, to be in that circle and, and, and watching them, you know, uh, I remember uh, Chloe's dad, he was like, well, you know, I'm probably old, the oldest one here. And I said, yeah, you know, he, he probably is, but to watch his reaction and to watch his engagement and sitting down and just, just sharing that right there, that, that meant a lot to me personally yeah. because I didn't think you, about, yeah. you know,
2: race, like even one moment. And, you know, there are a lot of times, I mean, I, I understand, um, I am, I, I, I live a, the majority life yeah. when people look at me, right. but because of my relationship, I recognize certain things that probably other people don't.
1: Right. Right.
2: But, you know, in that moment on yesterday, I didn't think about race for one, you know, yeah. one second and, together and, and, with and their it, family. And it's
1: interesting because again, you know, this is, part of how we started this conversation um last week in, in the last episode just saying that there are things that happen that sometimes we don't even think about right you know what I mean like like you didn't think about that yet like yesterday like even driving to the wedding that was one of the things that was on my mind like I was like I wonder if they know that I'm black like, I mean, I'm just being honest. Right. So. So I'm I'm thinking about I wonder if the people who are coming know that I'm black. Right. Right. Like these are things that I'm thinking. I was even thinking and you I know this probably flew way past. You didn't even think about this. But, you know, with Stone Mountain. and Oh, and, yeah. We, you we know, talked yeah, about yeah, that. You know,
2: but I'm a, in the moment. Right. Like right. When we were with them. They didn't make me think. No, no, not about race, not at all. But definitely yes, because we had a conversation. We had the conversation
1: though, right? About
2: race, because we were going to Stone Mountain. and and
1: Stone Mountain's history, even going back to MLK days, and mentioning Stone Mountain, what it represents, and even knowing and understanding the 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 different um, representations that are even etched inside of, of that mountain, right? So so there there are all of these things that are like I'm processing. You know, and, 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 you know, again, her family was awesome. Justin's family was awesome. I, I I love them dearly. Like they're like my own family now. Right. But, but these are things that in 2020, we still have to think about, mm-hmm. you know, these are things in 2020 that we still have to talk about because if we don't talk about them, they're never going to truly be able to be addressed.
2: Right, and I, I think we have to be sensitive to each other. Yeah. And that's why we have to talk about them too. And going back to the story from last week with my dad and your dad, yeah. just being sensitive.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Know. And if you and have not aware. heard, if you have not heard last week's you episode, part back. one, go back to check out the elephant in the room, part one. I, I really believe it will definitely bless you. Yes. Um. As I as I hope that this has blessed you also. Um. I will say that um we will be coming back with a part three of this, just being able to answer and address questions that um, have come up in the comment section that that we have uh yet been able to to address today. Um, maybe next week we'll we'll just we'll just throw it out there. So yeah, we'll, we'll answer next week we'll just all, all ask the, qu- all the questions, answer questions. Answer, answer, an, yeah. since
2: we got kind of dumped off of Facebook Live, so we don't see those questions yet. So put those questions in the comment section, and yeah. So let's um let's just go ahead and close this one out in a little bit of prayer today. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Father God, Lord, um. God, we thank you, God, for the courage Mm -hmm. to address the elephant in the room, Lord. Yes, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for making every shade of person, God, Mm -hmm. and bringing every person, God, onto this earth that we might enjoy the company of one another. Yes. We might enjoy the differences and we might enjoy the similarities all the same, God. We thank you, God. For the one race. Yes, God. The human race, God, that you created in all of its uniqueness and beauty. And each one, God, created in your image and likeness. Oh, how beautiful to the eye you must be, God. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are embedding in us, Lord, through conflict sometimes, sometimes through tragedy and trauma. And other God, other times, God, through triumph, God, and overcoming the idea, God, of a perfect and pure love for one another, Lord. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 type love, Lord, yes. a love that bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things. Yes, God. God, that's the kind of love that I will never let go of, that I believe that our one race, the human race, can have. For each other, Lord. Yes. So, God, we want to thank you, God, for being here with us, Lord God, being in the midst, God, for unctioning us, God, for pushing us and pressing us to share this today, Lord. God, allow us to continue to be open, continue to be honest, and continue, God, to whittle away at the hate, the injustice, and the inequality that is in our world, Lord. God, we do it for you and for you only. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray.
1: Amen. 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 Oh, well, listen. I, I I truly hope that that tonight was a blessing to you. Today was a blessing to you. Whenever you're you're listening to this, it was a blessing to yes. you. Yes. Um, we will be coming back with part three of this, the elephant in the room. So make sure you subscribe to the Edge Life Seven podcast Susquab. on all of your podcast it's platforms. Life. The That's Edge right. Life, y'all. We'll holla, at y'all a few
0: steps ahead this the edge light oh oh got to get it in your head baby welcome to the edge light you're too close to the ledge we gonna push you forward. a few steps ahead this the edge light oh oh got to get it in your head edge life, that edge life. We gon' help you get your head right. Prepare to fight, pay attention. It ain't easy to comprehend what we speaking at first. If you ain't never had nobody come and speak to your word, you ain't worthless, just your purpose is laying dormant. And what we have to offer you may seem a bit foreign. It's important that you get it. Imperative, you feel it. Time to focus on the bigger goals. Mind, body, and spirit. So let's break it down. My people come gather around. It's time to break free. No longer will we be bound by these just Generational curses and circumstances We only moving forward progressing Major advancements See nothing that we speak in is facetious You gotta see yourself the same way The Savior sees us He came down from his throne room to free us you, you, you know we had to cap it off With Jesus Edge life, you're too close to the ledge We gonna push you forward a few steps ahead It's the edge life